This is Great Disturbances, a Star Wars podcast. Each week, hosts Rich and Paul discuss Star Wars media, no matter what form it takes. Hey, Rich. Hey, Paul. Let's talk about Star Wars this podcast <laughs> let's let's talk about this is so this is our last episode yeah let's talk about like everything as a whole let's wrap up this entire podcast oh in wow one in one episode this is the hundredth episode right so right. <laughs> that does which also by the way does not include three or four episodes that were lost <laughs> to the oh to that's the right of, to the sands of time <laughs> If you remember yes. back in way back when we started, we decided we wanted to put a few in the can right. to kind of get rolling. Right, and we right. did, we did most it on four or five or something like that. Yeah. And they yeah. were, they were saved on like, Oh, it was your old computer. It was my old computer. Yeah. Which I still have over in the corner here, which I still oh, haven't, oh, still that's haven't right. been able to get that hard drive for it. <laughs> yeah. So, it took a dump, <laughs> but it took a dump. The, the data is unrecoverable anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Right. But there, they were there and they were technically on Skype, but they were only on Skype for like 30 days. And then we crossed over after 30 days and we couldn't get them anymore. So yeah. anyway, that was before we started using Zoom to record this stuff. I forgot um, that we had used to do it on Skype. That's right. That's right. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. And that was so, before but, video too, because we were just doing the audio parts. We were just, it, right? That's right. That's weird. Because yeah. we don't, I mean, we don't publish video, but we do video when we record. We, we right. Richard, dear listener, Rich and I are looking at each other right now over the, yeah. over the internet. Yeah. Even if you can't really tell that's what's happening. Right, right. Uh, we just like looking so, at each other while we're talking. Yeah. You know? Sometimes I just pull up a picture of Rich and I just look at it like, <laughs> mm, there he is. I just, That's... I talk to Paul even when he's not here. <laughs> so this is the, this is the last one. Yeah. This is the, the final, the final, the, this is the piece de resistance. This, this is the dessert. This is kind of the rise of Skywalker of our show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <clears throat> way to, way to doom it with no praise. <laughs> I just took a shit all over this episode. <laughs> so I've been thinking about this and like yeah. what, what, you know, we talked about, we talked about a lot of things doing like, yeah. doing like a, you know, a best of, or like, you know, what, what were your, what were your favorite highs or, you know, favorite lows or whatever for the show. And I think really for me, I was hoping that we could like talk about like what our takeaways were, because for me, this was yeah. kind of a journey. Of, of, of not just understanding Absolutely. star wars but also maybe understanding my fandom of star wars a little bit yeah and maybe understanding like where i sit with star wars anymore yeah yeah so in the interim did you i mean did you watch the obi-wan kenobi show did you finish watching that i watched the first couple and then okay. i just <laughs> out of whatever <laughs> out of whatever bullshit person that i am i skipped to the final duel on youtube <laughs> so i did watch that too. <laughs> so I know I need to watch the in between, <laughs> but I have not yet. <laughs> you ever see when Harry met Sally? Yeah. We were seeing, remember uh, Billy Crystal's character reads the end of the book first in case he dies before he gets to the end of it. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's how that's how you are with this, right? You just want yeah. how it ends. That way, I was, just, I was afraid I was going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's definitely yeah. it. <laughs> wait, but so, that, wait, wait. Why did you ask me that? Well, that, did, that, what, oh, so that the, my reason for asking that is because when I was watching that show, I was thinking about all the different things that we've talked about, the different yeah. like legend stuff and canon stuff. 
And, you know, they didn't do a horrible job of like inserting it into the timeline. But I think I came to the conclusion that newer Star Wars stuff might not be for me. I, so along those lines, in a broader sense, and I think we talked about this a little bit before, but in a broader sense, I think I'm with you there, not necessarily in terms of new Star Wars, although that's the way it plays out. Right. But really in terms of like, I think I'm almost like, given the overall quality of the various things that we've sampled through the whole course of this stuff. Yeah. I would say that obviously there is a, there's like a deep, deep pile of shitty fan fiction underneath, (laughs) but, but the best fan fiction Mm -hmm. is better than the best recent stuff Hmm. in my head. Even, even last Jedi, the best fan fiction. Well, okay. Maybe not last Jedi. I'm not sure. How about like ninety um, percent of the stuff? <laughs> but yeah, but the best fan fiction is better than ninety-five percent of the sure. the released stuff from yeah. studios or blessed whatever stuff, right? Right. The best, and I think the thing is that the old Star Wars ways of doing things encouraged that more. Yeah, encouraged that fan fiction or just that 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 sensibility of like, who the fuck knows what's going to happen, right? <laughs> this, yeah. the, the Disney stuff or the new era stuff, even for stuff that hasn't, that isn't bound by, right? Because Obi-Wan Kenobi, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the Disney Plus series yeah. is bound by a few things. Right. Certain people have to survive. Right. Certain things have to happen. Right. So what I'm saying is even for the stuff that's not bound by that, it still feels like sanitized a little bit. Yeah. It still feels like a little bit gilded almost. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't have that because you put it really well when we, when we talk about a new hope is that like there's grimy gunk on stuff Yeah, all over the universe, the star Wars universe. Right. And the, the, the Disney stuff, even the weird thing is, is that even in scenes on Mos Eisley or in scenes on Tatooine, like, in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, I don't get the same grimy gunk sense that I get from the earlier Star Wars. Right. right? It's like, it's like, it's like everyone's robes are dyed shitty brown instead of just being dirty. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. There's something, something like that is going on there. Something and manufactured so, about it. Something manufactured about it is going yeah. on there. And, and so the, that, what you said about the, the, the new stuff is kind of rings true with me too a little bit is that I've enjoyed some things for sure. Last Jedi, of course, among right. my favorite anything Star Wars wise. Yeah. Top of, top of all of my lists, right? Rogue um, One, Visions. Those yeah. Good things. Those are all super good stuff. Yeah. Just not, just the rest of it, not up to snuff in terms of, in terms of like the universe, like it's almost, it's almost like, a grimy universe like Star Wars mm-hmm. should, it's almost like it should create a grimy body of works. And then, yeah. and then like sometimes you get an X-Wing or sometimes you get a Naboo Starfighter mm-hmm. out of that. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, that's sleek and cool. But most of the time it's like, 
you got the murder bot that murders, you know, <laughs> womp rats yeah. in the right. beggars Canyon. Right. Right. Or whatever, but it has character, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, that's what I, that's what I kind of hope for, for this stuff. But again, it, it's, it also feels too like this is in, in this sense, when we talk about things this way, because you and I are, we're, we're, I mean, we're, I think you're seven or eight years older than me, but we're in the same, roughly the same generation Star Wars wise. Right. Of the first films are the first films that we were really exposed to. The, like, Star Wars has this, like, sinusoidal, like, wave property to it, right? Of, yeah. like, Miles's Star Wars fandom is not the same as ours. Mm-mm. And people who are 15 years younger than us, their Star Wars fandom is not the same as ours. Nope, not at all. And and I guess we gotta be okay with that. Yeah. You know, in other words, yeah. in other words, in other words, our our perspective on the grime and the OT and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. is no more or less valid than some kid who grew up and saw and for, for whom Jar Jar Binks and pod racing was their first entrance into it. Yes. They absolutely. have shitty have shitty taste (laughs) but but that's but that's where their that's where their thing is formed you know right right the gustavus non es disputandum right in matters of taste there can be no dispute and so we we have anchored ourselves in space and time for star wars and i think and i think 100 episodes is enough to sort of kind of uncover that space for us you know yeah i think you're absolutely right i think you're absolutely right and I, I do like that you pointed out that that it is it's a generational thing. What did you call it? A sinusoidal sinusoidal uh, wave, like wave, not rhythm. Like you wave, get little yeah. peaks of like new yep. stuff that come out and create yeah. a new wave of fans, right. right? Right. So like, you know, this was I was noticing this on Reddit that there are fans that are firmly in the prequel camp there are fans that yeah. are firmly in the sequel camp there are yeah. fans that are firmly in the ot camp and there tends to be a lot of warring going on between those camps and i'm not trying to like i'm not, I'm not trying to be like hey can't we all just get along but can't we all just get along can't we all just get along you guys god we share we share a commonality in that we all love star wars in one mm. shape or another and yeah. you don't get to like that's the thing that kills me about this is that it, you know going through all of all of these episodes and going through all of this stuff and kind of reading other people's reactions to things there are people out there that will tell you that these new Star Wars movies aren't Star Wars you don't get to say whether they're not or the Star Wars or not it's like an artist painting a tree and if it doesn't look like a tree to you you don't get to say it's not a tree the artist says yeah. that's a tree that's what it's supposed to be interpreted as it's their interpretation of it you know you you saying that really kind of highlights for me too that like part of the genius of what began in 77 was that there is a galaxy long time ago far away mm-hmm. and that's where that's where that stuff happened for that film but the 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 just the plethora the the amazing amount of stuff that has happened in that conceptual space in yeah. in context of that universe is its own universe like the star wars universe is a universe or like star wars the story the story of star wars in our universe is its own saga 
Right? True. Yeah. It's not just like the, the Skywalker saga takes place inside the Star Wars universe. Right. The Star Wars saga takes place inside our universe. And we're inside the Star Wars saga where where right in like in there's the there's the High Republic era, there's the there's the new the new republic era there's a whatever all that stuff inside the star wars universe we have the ot era the prequel era the sequel era the the visions era the whatever era and the whatever sub era Mm -hmm. like that is that is happening for us and all of those things are so inside the universe all those things are very different things just like for us in our universe each of those eras is a different thing but that that's that shows you the depth of the universe itself i think both 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 the star wars universe and our own universe shows us the depth of those things it's a multiverse we were yeah really the, it, it is kind of a multiverse right yeah it's interesting that's really because 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 there are stories and sagas of the people who make the star wars stories and sagas right and of the people and, who consume it and like and 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 like the Star Wars stories inside that universe, they're big and sweeping, mm-hmm. and whatever. And inside our universe, those stories are big and sweeping because of the economic, cultural, societal impact of those lower level stories. Yeah. Right. Like Star Wars is, like, it's not the same at this moment. It's not the same as like a collective myth that we talk about things, but yeah. it might get there. Right. It might it might be the point that at some time in the future, like saying the word Skywalker will be sort of some other meme of its own thing mm. because it will carry hundreds of years of historical weight to like an our universe saga mm-hmm. of all that stuff happening over and over and over and over again. Interesting. Right. So God, I didn't I didn't have that thought before we came to this podcast or this episode. <laughs> but but it really kind of it really kind of highlights that like there's there's layers here of like of universes on top of universes here yeah yeah and within those universes varying levels of of meaning and depth mm-hmm. that they kind of compound right it's like compounding interest or something yeah it just kind of it just kind of continues to build on it and i like what you were talking about how this isn't myth yet because right. you know 200 years from now shit i mean look okay not 200 years but if you look at you know greek mythology yeah those were the stories that were told yeah you know and they, thousands like they, of years ago and now they communicate they communicate meaning apart from just the story this the the words of the stories right, right. yeah you can absolutely. you can make reference to like at some point it's probably already happened, but at some point there will be a movie or a TV series or whatever about people who are, who have created a thing on the scale of star Wars. And the story will be of those people creating the thing, not the thing that they created. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and that like, and we will owe star Wars. That thing will owe itself, owe its existence to star Wars being that way, Mm. you know? Interesting. Part and it becomes automatically then becomes a part of the Star Wars multiverse. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really that's really fucking fascinating. And so and so the thing too with that too is that like 
you and I are going to go on and do some other things podcast wise mm-hmm. and otherwise yeah. in the, in, in our layer of the multiverse. Right. Right. But we can never like this universal experience. And by that, I mean, experience of a universe will, will forever change how we approach whatever we do next. Right. Mm-hmm. Like our, both our experience of how we went together to create our universe here, but also how we, put our lens on the other universe there will affect how we go about and do it for the next thing, whatever we do. Right. Or just in and, life in general. Yeah. I mean, because, I was, that. because can you imagine having the year 1999, but not drowning in phantom menace shit <laughs> everywhere you step? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, like I can't think of it. Part of the, yeah. it's part of what happened then, mm-hmm. you know? instantly recognizable like goofy ass cereal and stuff like yeah that, you know like, the little pizza hut mugs and stuff like yeah. that just everywhere i still have a spoon that lights up it's a lightsaber like it lights up like a lightsaber oh nice yeah nice. i don't know where it is but somewhere <clears throat> that was like the spoon that i used to feed my son with like when he was a baby was, oh yeah yeah nice so so inside yeah. so inside the star wars universe how is your fandom changed I think that I've become a little bit more of a calm fan in that, you know, there was a, there was a period where rise of Skywalker. I, I really didn't like it. Yeah. I really didn't like, yeah. I really didn't like attack of the clones or Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And after I saw the first Phantom Menace or first or after the first Phantom Menace, after I saw the <laughs> Phantom Menace, <laughs> the first oh my God. time. Yeah. There's a sequel to Phantom Menace. Yeah. 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 There's a, there's a prequel to to the Force Awakens too. After I saw the Phantom Menace for the first time, and I, and then I went back and watched because I wasn't quite sure. If I, I don't know if you remember when we were talking about it, but I kind of was like, "What the fuck did I just watch?" And was that and was that Star Wars? And so I went back and I watched. It. I watched it a couple more times in theaters, and I I started to have kind of like a like an angry reaction to it. Like, why would they, why would they do this? Why would George Lucas make this movie? Why would he, why would he do this to star Wars? And I think now, I think now as a, as a more, as a relatively more mature adult, relatively speaking, relatively speaking, of course, I think that I can divorce myself from my feelings on something and recognize that, other people will see value in it. And so like with the rise of Skywalker, like if I had seen rise of Skywalker in 1999, first of all, I'd be a time traveler, but (laughs) if I had seen it in 99, I would probably have had a really like violently angry. And I don't mean like physically violently. I mean like emotionally violently angry bullshit. Yeah. Who made this should be, should be strung up and, yeah. Blah, blah. yeah, you should never work in this town again. Yeah, <laughs> Rich, you live in a tiny town in, in Minnesota. Yeah, you yeah. should never work in this town. I, again. I will never hire them at my soda shop. No pizza for these guys. <laughs> but I think now for me, I recognize that that there is this compartmentalized version of Star Wars for these different generations of people, you know. Yeah. The, there's a whole generation of people that grew up where there was no Star Wars movies and all they got was, you know, some Star Wars books. Yeah. At the, kind of at the tail end of their, you know, their teenage years or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And yet 
you know, it still lives on. So, I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of always going to evolve and it's always going to change. Am I going to still watch Star Wars stuff? Hell yeah, I'll still watch Star Wars stuff. Yeah. I'll still read Star Wars stuff here and there. But like, and so I'm not, I'm not completely done with it, but I think I'm to a point where I'm a little more, I've accepted my fate. How about that? I've, I've, I've accepted my fate that I've, I have to become one with the force. I have to become <laughs> a force ghost at this point. And Yoda says it best. We are what they grow beyond, right? So we have to be those people that kind of, you know, get out of the road. If you're not going to be willing to, you know, get out of the way, old man. Right. Can't be sitting there yelling, get off my lawn to everybody. What good is that going to do? I tried it. Believe me, it doesn't work. So, yeah. What about you? Where do you, where, where do you find your fandom at the end of this, this journey? So I have appreciation for, several more things i think Mm. one is i have more appreciation for the prequel trilogy Mm. not in terms of good films i still stand (laughs) by my opinion that they are terrible films yeah (laughs) agreed but in terms of what they are understanding i think a little bit more of what they're trying to say Mm -hmm gives a little more like heft to to letting that land even if it's in the vehicle of a completely fucking garbage film <laughs> right like right the yeah. the the pieces of anakin anakin skywalker's like rage and hatred or whatever mm-hmm. that that are shown in episode 2 they hit me a little harder because i can I can breathe a little easier and just acknowledge that, okay, this is a terrible movie, <laughs> but because of the rest of my experience in inside the the Star Wars universe, mm-hmm. I can appreciate what George Lucas is trying to say with Anakin's experiences, driving him toward, you know, I have nobody for me. Anybody who will stay with me forever is, I will do no matter, I will do anything. I will murder younglings. Right. (laughs) To keep somebody with me. Right. Because everyone abandons me eventually. Right. That kind of stuff sticks with me a little bit harder now that I can see it through the fog of bullshit. Okay. Okay. The other thing is Return of the Jedi also hits me a little harder because I kind of, through the course of this stuff, I kind of uncovered or rediscovered or whatever my again inside the universe i have this like i have the vision of the jedi my vision of the jedi has always been what empire strikes back kind of communicated about the jedi being mystical monks who can do amazing things and who who only pick up weapons as a last resort and all this kind of stuff and not not whatever the jedi were for the fucking like prequels, you know what I mean? Right, right. But I, but I mean, then I can, but I can also appreciate that the prequels are trying to say the Jedi had lost their way of right. all that stuff, right? Right. And also then, so then winding that back up to Return of the Jedi, I can expand. There's like four or five different meanings to that term, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. That that I can sort of really 
grab onto, right? In other words, there's a return of the Jedi as a thing, like, oh, hey, by the way, there are Jedi again. That's great. Mm -hmm. Also, you could say it's return of the Jedi in terms of returning to the nature of what Jedi ought to be, right? That return of the Jedi. There's also the return of the individual Anakin Skywalker Jedi, like return of that particular Jedi. The Jedi. Return of the (laughs) Jedi who was kind of behind a mask for a while, right? Right, right. And then there's like the there's the there's whatever Luke symbolizes in that same thing. Like he Luke is the return of the Jedi in terms of like establishing Jedi again in the in the galaxy. Right. Right. All right. those things mixed together for a little bit better viewing experience as I hold those factors in hand. Again, even if the film isn't that great, that those those nuggets help me along the path for that. But it took, I think it took me meandering through the other things that we did to kind of build up a, a knapsack full of the ideas that helped me see those things better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What, what did you, in our experience of this stuff and going through and whatever, what did you discover that you didn't expect? What caught you off guard or whatever, or was interesting or funny or just whatever. Like what, what didn't you expect? I, I didn't expect the, the fan fiction stuff to be nearly as good as it was. Right. Like that, that cheeseburger Jones thing with the, with Darth Vader, I, the Darth I, I, side, the Darth side. There you go. Yeah. I, 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 you described it to me. I thought, okay, this will be a lark. We'll, we'll read through it. We'll, we'll talk about it. I did not expect to, and I don't know why, I don't know why I didn't expect this to be really well written. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I didn't expect it to be poignant, but I didn't. And the truth is it was on both counts. It was well-written and it was poignant Yeah, and funny in certain. Yeah, it was funny. And I think that, I think that a lot of times I have maybe a prejudice against like amateur writing. And I don't know why, I don't know why I do. Right. Shit. I'm an amateur podcaster, you know? I mean, why would I have a, you know, a a thing against, I don't know if it's necessarily against, but like, I tend to believe it's going to be worse than it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think the fan fiction and the fan films even caught me off guard as to how good they really were. Mm. And then the other thing was probably visions. I wasn't 100% sure. The idea of taking Star Wars and taking just the essence of it and melding it with, with anime. Anime is not my cup of tea. I've, mm. I don't, I've only seen a couple of anime things. I've seen Akira, a couple other you know anime films. But it's just not to my taste. But mm. that, that series... Blew me away. Absolutely blew me yeah, away. Yeah. There was, there were even the, even the bad episodes weren't even that bad, right? Yeah, the, yeah. the lesser episodes. I wouldn't even call them bad. There were lesser episodes, but they weren't bad. Yeah. And there, there there's another season, by the way, coming out. So that's good. Oh, fuck. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. That's good. And there, uh, side note, they are doing a comic series that's going to follow 
one of the episodes, one of the one of the one of the ones from season one, they're gonna do like a little mini series to kind of be a really? follow up to it. Yeah, really. I'll, That's I'll so send cool. it to you. Yeah, I'll send you a link to the thing about it. But it's it, it, it's interesting. But yeah, like didn't expect that to be good. Didn't expect to love it as much as I do. Like when I yeah. think of Star Wars in this day and age, I think of stuff like visions. I think about like let's bracket it with let's look at Star Wars through a prism of other things that we love, right? Not not me particularly with with mm. anime or manga or whatever, but you know, there is that. There's there's that that concept of of bracketing it like that. How about yourself? How about you? So I didn't I didn't expect to like the Han Solo trilogy as much as I did. The uh, Brian the, Daly the, one? The Brian Daly one. Nice. Yeah. Okay. That was yeah. I was like, I didn't know what I I had no idea what to expect. Yeah. And each of those, each of those like novellas or whatever, I was like, oh, that was pretty good. That was a fun thing. Yeah. That yeah. It was well written and just it just wound up being fun, you know? So I didn't expect that. I did not expect how much I would love Knights of the Old Republic 2. Right. Yeah. If you if you remember that, that was like there even even with all of the like the end game, they clearly ran out of time to do yeah. some things, yeah. right? Even yeah. with that, it was so well thought out and so well like thematically plotted for like especially Kreia and the main character mm-hmm. having that their their kind of a banter that was it was incredible. It was it lent a lot of I've, I've never quite been a fan of like, you know, those moments. I mean, I get it. And it can be fun in movies where the, where the hero just has to dig inside themselves and say, you know what I can resist. Like, like I think of like kind of toward the end of the Ryan Reynolds, green lantern oh, yeah. where, where he's like, he says the green lantern thing as mm-hmm. like the, the, the big cloud of, poop or whatever is like going to envelop him yeah the you space, know space and he, just, or whatever. he just says it with more conviction and then he gets through and he, he does it right right part of me doesn't like things like that i mean i totally get it and like my my heart certainly goes yay but there's right. a part of me that's like he just kind of he did the same thing he's always done but it worked better this time like what right and so yeah as kreia <laughs> is introducing these doubts and these thoughts and whatever about the nature of the force, the nature of destiny, the nature of do you have free will, all this kind of stuff. I I was like, I was, I was seriously, I would stop the game and just sit and think. Yeah. Like, because in that game, there's no room for, if I just believe hard enough, I can do it. You know, right. it's, it's all like this considered weird, like, philosophical path you're walking that's not easy to uncover what's going on yeah where both where both sides of the equation have something to say mm-hmm. you know so there's that i didn't i didn't expect the comics that we did to be such a mixed bag yeah like there was a lot of comics that were like that was just bad <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of them there was there were quite a few that were good right but there was a lot of the comics we did where i was like that wasn't very good. I'm thinking of you, you know? Vader's Quest. Yeah. <laughs> or or I I, pre- I didn't particularly like Dark Empire. Right. Yes. That one I was like, I the was art like, was so weird. Fuck? Yeah. The art was weird. The story was goony. Yeah. There was a lot of us. Like, <laughs> goony. Come on. Yeah. There was yeah. So there was that that I didn't expect 
comics to have that broad of a like garbage to awesome like spectrum you know <laughs> yeah right right and we never looked at any of like the original marvel stuff either that would yeah. have been that could have been a it would have been super trippy crazy you know like yeah hey you know since edibles are legal in minnesota now we Ooh. we could totally do we something could, like that we could get totally gummy baked and like the old the old star wars comics yeah the old marvel stuff with the uh, the green rabbit guy or whatever the hell his name was yeah i don't remember what his name was but yeah okay that's interesting yeah they, they yeah the comics are definitely are definitely like so varied the quality is just so it's like, so everywhere everywhere it's, just, it's everywhere especially and i know this is going to probably tread on a lot of people's toes here but especially the dark horse era yeah because it felt like <laughs> it felt like lucas was netflix and the writers were just like hey i want to do this and he was like fine here's some money do it this is my hey i want to do this yeah. all right fine go ahead and do this right it felt like lucas was netflix with that with that dark horse era or or maybe it's more of a Stephen King has this thing they call it he calls it dollar babies so like if somebody comes to him like an amateur filmmaker comes to him and wants to like make a movie out of one of his films he allows them to rent the rights for a dollar non-exclusive uh-huh. rights they can't do they can't go public with it or anything like that they can make it and do it for like you know college or something like that yeah so that's what this felt like to me as well yeah. like like maybe lucas was yeah. like all right you can do this i guess go ahead it, here you go here's a dollar it, yeah pay me a dollar and then you, dollar. you can yeah and then you can do this with you can you can make vader's quest <laughs> <laughs> oh barf <laughs> yeah yeah what was so like when you think about what your what your hopes were when we sat down for the first time with this, like we had talked about it for a little while before we finally sat down and recorded. Yeah. What, what, what was, what, what did you hope to get out of this? And did you get what you hoped to get out of this? I, I hoped to a couple of themes that have always stayed with me in star Wars. The things are the Jedi and the force. And I always wanted to dive deeper and talk about those things in various ways. And even if we didn't necessarily cover those things in every episode, we certainly poked them enough for me to get the satisfaction of, yeah, I got to dive deeper on those things. So for me, that was a huge W was, was the getting that stuff. Same question to you then. I, okay. So I always wanted to, now I like star Wars and star Trek. We both do. Yeah. And Star Trek has always been the more hard sci-fi of the two. Star Wars yeah. is more of a fantasy. Star yeah. Wars is more of yeah. a, you know, st- a space swords and sandals kind of a thing. Yeah. And I've I always wanted to see if I could find more science fiction in Star Wars. Mm. And when we sat down and we started talking about it, my kind of my hope was to maybe find that. And I didn't find a lot, but what we did find was we talked a lot about droid sentience. We Mm. talked about like droid rights and stuff like that. Yeah. And I really liked that. And a lot of the, we, we talked about thematically how there are 
some questionably moral applications of say like the Jedi code. Yeah. And that sort of thing. Yeah. And I think, I think I fulfilled my desire to find a little more start, a little more sci-fi in my space. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there's always, you know, when you, when you watch good sci-fi or even, you know, moderate sci-fi, there's always like a theme that relates to humanity as yeah. a whole or humanity yeah. at present day or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like we kind of, I feel like we kind of got there. I feel like we yeah. kind of yeah, found sure. that, you know, it's for sure. It's Star Trek. It's easy to see. They, they make yeah. it easy. Right. But in Star Trek, I think in Star Wars, it was maybe a little harder to unearth and, and really get to it because it's more, it's more action oriented. Yeah. And it's but, a yeah. different, it's a different galaxy. It doesn't, it's like they're referred to as humans, but they're not sent humans. Right, there, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's not, that's it's, not it's not our humanity that it's dealing with. Right. So it's, it's easier to have that fantasy. Like these are elves and orcs essentially. Right. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, that's a good point because they don't share a history with us. Or, right. And they don't share a culture with us really. So like, whereas Star Trek shares a history with us. Right. 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 Yeah. Or like Planet um, of the Apes or something. <laughs> yeah, and so it's so it's easier to to lose hold of things in Star Wars because you can be it's just fantasy or right. the, the fantasy part of it is is gets out there, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What I really loved another thing too is that we I don't know I can't remember how many times we did it, but we wound up doing what ifs. Oh yeah. Our own what ifs like oh, five, yeah. six, seven times. The infinity. I don't know how many times. Yeah. We did like our we did the we covered the comics infinities once or twice. Right. But we also did our own just like Cantina Chat Infinities. Yeah. You know, a number of times. And then yeah. the sequel prequel OT fix up. Oh yeah, those were good right? too. Yeah, yeah. Those were good. Yeah. I, I liked the I really liked the Last Jedi fix up. Where yeah. like we did, it was like a forty minute show because we didn't really have a lot to fix up. Yeah, <laughs> that movie's just about perfect. So. But I did, yeah. I did like the Cantina chats. When we got to the Cantina chats, eventually, we, you know, we didn't get that right away, but we we kind of came to it eventually. And I really yeah. liked that because it felt like it felt like a diversion from like the main what we were calling saga episodes. But it felt yeah. like a diversion from it in that we could talk about smaller things about star wars but kind of blow them up a little bit and and maybe dive a little deeper into the protoplasm of them you know yeah yeah so yeah yeah i liked that a lot i liked that a lot we had a couple of <laughs> we had a couple of little misfires where we were gonna do we had like other little like side shows that we were gonna have there that didn't get yeah. up but you know, yeah. omelets and eggs and all well, that. You know, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, we only had guests like three or four times. Yeah, and that was the interesting thing is that like I'm a huge fan of all the guests that we had. Yeah, on, on here, but I also felt like that was the right amount of guest stuff because yeah, the, the, it was built the, the the foundation here was us kind of like our own head cannon head scratching going on. Right. And and so it was it was to me it was okay that we only really had guests, you know, I think I think four times. Charlie yeah. twice, Todd and then Aaron. Right. Did Aaron come yeah. on twice or once? I, I don't know. I think I remember times Aaron once. was yeah. Yeah. And that was 
and I, I, I enjoy all those people a ton, but mm-hmm. it, to me, it was the right amount for, right. for us. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, for me, the concept was kind of, was pure, was purely a desire for me to get back to like you and me having like these like weird golf cart chats, essentially golf cart chats yeah. or like, you know, fire pit chats or whatever. Yeah. You remember back, back in the day, back in a dizzle. Yeah. We'd throw the, <laughs> we'd just burn shit and, yeah. and drink beer and talk yeah. shit about Star yeah. Wars or about whatever. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I wanted this to be. And I feel like it really yeah. did end up being that, you know, yeah. like we had the framework of, oh, we're going to talk about this. Or we're going to talk about that. And the beauty of it is that we did go off the rails and we did, mm. start, you know, <laughs> we did have our own little like mm-hmm. aside sometimes that went on for half the episode, which was, which was great. And hopefully entertaining to the Jeffs of the multiverse, you know? Oh, also, I hope so, Jeffs. Yeah. Also, the Jeffs of the multiverse concept is great. <laughs> I love that. I wonder, I don't even remember when that came in, but that was uh, good. That was, that was, that was funny. That was good stuff. Well, how you feeling? You feeling like we, you feel like you're ready to put a bow on this and I think so. Wrap it up, say, I think so. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Hey, Paul. Hey, Rich. I don't, I don't think I want to talk about Star Wars anymore. <laughs>